Hi guys, um, this is Parak Memhei, Zion ER. Um, part one is today and part two is tomorrow, which is Shabbos. Literally, it is such a gorgeous chapter. It like stirs, stirred all my heartstrings. So I'm going to record um, both today's and tomorrow's now. Um, so you can have an opportunity to listen to it before Shabbos if you want to. It's really just a gorgeous chapter. So that being said, let's jump in. Um, so, Perik, okay, so where we're coming from, the Alter Rebbe is discussing, has been discussing, all about loving Hashem, all about the experience of activating inside of ourselves and engaging with the part of ourselves and with the energy inside of ourselves that really loves Hashem and that really loves, by virtue of loving Hashem, that really loves reality and that really loves being alive and that loves life and that loves ourselves and but the foundation of it is that I love, I love God. I really love you, Hashem. And what Altar has been saying is that that isn't just like an add-on to life. Like, oh yeah, so live life, do do mitzvahs, study Torah, you know. But that v'yahavta as Hashem like like loving Hashem, our God, like having that intimate relationship with Hashem, is actually like v'zekol adam. Like this is why we're alive. This is why we're here. Um, and specifically, as we're going to see also in this chapter, it's going to come up like that love as it then translates into, okay, it's why I want to do a mitzvah, you know, because just like you would see in, a, in, in humans, like we are reflections of Hashem. We are literally made in the image of God. And we see that in ourselves that like, when I love something, I now want to act upon that love. I want to engage with that love. I want to do that love. I want to live with that love. I want to live with the person I choose to marry. Right. And like, that's. That's what that's what the author was saying here too. That when this love is just this like spiritual experience that's not leading into action, there's something missing in the love. But when that love is so revealed, the natural consequence is that it leads to a mitzvah. Um, but that being said, it's it's two sides of the same coin because that being said, we can't forget about the love. It's not only about the mitzvah; it's also about the love. So it's like yeah, the love leads to a mitzvah, but not. It's not that love is just like a means to an end. Like that's like saying, "Oh, we love each other so much, so we get married, and now the our our relationship is the things that we do for each other and with each other." Like no, our relationship is our intimacy with each other. Our relationship is our choice of each other, the the way that we feel towards each other. And also the way that that's, all that's expressed is through the way we show up for each other. But they're both important and that's why like this is this whole experience of loving Hashem is a vital aspect of our of our purpose in life um that's what Alter is literally spending 10 chapters talking about talking about it okay so going into today's chapter um for context more context um we kind of I only am realizing this actually today that the Alter is basically as he's talking about the different kinds of love over the past few chapters, and we're going to continue talking about it, he's kind of going in order of least accessible to more accessible. But the interesting thing is, is that even as we get to more accessible, the point of this more accessible kind of love is that it reveals inside of us the least accessible kind of love, which is that state of Avaraba, which is that deep experience where I look around the world and I'm like, all of reality is only ever what Hashem is, is only ever God. And I, and I now see that the God that's in all of reality the, and the God that all of reality is, is loving me. 
and like this, that intense experience. And but we're saying that to get to that, that's not easy to feel all the time. And so Dalton has been giving us other kind of more natural ways of loving Hashem that through leaning into these kind of experiences, we can then reveal that higher kind of love. So we talked about like that. I love God like he's my life. I love God like a child loves a father. And today the Alter is talking about another more natural experience that we can activate inside of ourselves, um, which will then ultimately, and this is, you're going to see in tomorrow's Tanya, but which will then ultimately allow us to experience that higher form of love, that overwhelming Ava where my soul is literally like fiery flames rising towards God and I feel alive with this relationship. I feel like somebody like that's in a state of like an infatuation, except for it's grounded and actually real. <laughs> you know, like I literally am filled with this open-hearted experience from my toes to my head to everything. Like I am one with this experience of love. So um, in today's chapter, the altar talks about one of the ways that we can arouse this love inside of ourselves is through arousing the experience that we each have of compassion, of mercy. So what is compassion? Compassion is rachamim, it's teferes. Teferes comes from Yaakov. Yaakov as opposed to Avram and Yitzchak. So what are Avram and Yitzchak? Avram and Yitzchak are chesed and gevura. Avram's nature was love, only love. I can't send away Yishmael because I love him and because he must be good and because everything is good and I invite everybody into my home and into my tent because chesed, 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 right? I only see love. I only see good. Yitzchak, on the other hand, was Givura. And Yitzchak also couldn't send away um, his son. He he also loved Esav, but Yitzchak was blind to Esav because in Givura, you see reality clearly. And so he had to literally be blind in order to see Esav because the only way he would be able to love him is if he didn't see his faults because Yitzchak literally, was, Givura by definition is, I see real reality. Reality has borders and boundaries, and this is what it is, what it is, what it is. Like, this this is what it is, you know? Um, and th- I can get into this so much longer, everything about the wells, and there's there's so much to discuss here, but base, that's the basic gist of chasid and gvura. Chasid is I only see love, and gvura is I only see boundaries. I only see what reality looks like. So what is teferis? Teferis is essentially the fusion of both of them. You take the right and you left and you put it into the, and you fuse it into the middle. And Teferis says, I see reality through eyes of love. That's Teferis. Teferis is the state of, I, I don't not see reality. I see, my, Yaakov saw all of his children for all of the good and the bad things and they, he, he, he rebuked them for things and they were not all like perfect people. And yet, Yaakov had mitasei shlema because Yaakov saw each of the facets of his children through eyes of love, through eyes of, it's almost like you see Gevurah through eyes of chesed. Um, But you can explain that a a million different ways. And honestly, if anyone has different ways of understanding what Teferis is, you're right also probably. (laughs) Like you can understand Teferis in a lot of ways. But the basic gist of it as it relates to this chapter is that Teferis is the experience and Rach- Teferis, is ex- Teferis leads to mercy, to the experience of Rachamim. Why? Because when I live in a world that's not aligned all the time, chances are I'm seeing something that from eyes of Gevura would be not good and, and negative and need to be fixed and changed. But 
Tiferes, by definition, includes chesed too. So now when I'm looking at that thing, instead of being judgmental on it, I'm being merciful on it. I'm saying, wow, my heart is evoked towards you. Like I, I, I see you with compassion because I see you clearly because of my gevura, but I see you with love because of my chesed. So how does that relate to our lives? And we will see that soon. Okay. Od yesh derech yeshar lefnei ish. There is another direct path open to man. In order to do mitzvahs, meaning what would it be to do experience it lishman, meaning that, that I experience when I'm doing a mitzvah, the state, the experience of like, wow, this is actually for Hashem and with Hashem. And really I'm experiencing Hashem with this experience. What is another direct path to get to that experience? This is through the attribute of Yaakov, our forefather, Shehi Midas Harachamim, which is the attribute of Rachamim, which is mercy, which is Tiferes, which is the fusion of Chasan and Gura. So, what does this mean? To arouse in my mind this experience of great compassion before Hashem. What am I? What is the compassion about? Al Nitzotz Elekus Hamachaya Nafshei. For the divine spark which is animating my soul, my nefesh like kiss is inside of me. That came down and descended from its source, from the life of life, from the blessed Ainsov. From the one God who is the source of everything and beyond everything. And and compared to him, everything is as nothing because really all there is is him. And has been clothed in a serpent skin. So what is this compassion? This compassion is when I look at the fact that I have a neshama. I have a, literally a divine soul that is inside of my body. And what is my body so often? My body so often is this thing called mishka dechavya. It's a serpent skin. And I was thinking that, what does that mean, a serpent skin? I think it means that, number one, it's the not the way that's most like obvious about what a serpent skin is, that it's unrefined. It's not, God doesn't look godly. But I think a serpent skin is, I love that the chooses that line i actually think it's from the zohar pretty sure too maybe it's from yoav i guess um anyways though what does a serpent skin mean it means serpents shed their skin right they gain skin and then they shed skin and then they gain it and then they shed it and i think that that's really the hidden message of what Talter was saying here that my body and my physical experience of self you know it's a serpent skin in the sense of that it gains an identity, and then it sheds its identity, and it gains identity, and then it sheds its identity. I, you know, I experienced something as a kid, and now I feel this way about myself. And then I experience something else, and then I feel a different way about myself. And the bad news about that, and the sad news about that, is that I gain a lot of skins that are not reflective of the fact that I am literally a piece of Hashem. You know, so much of the skin, so much of my self-identity say I'm not good enough and I'm separate from God and I am this and I'm that and I need to do actions in order to prove myself worth and blah, 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 all of the stuff, right? Not necessarily essentially worthy of love, whatever, fill in the blanks. But the good news of the fact that we're a serpent skin is that we can shed our skins. You know, there is potential for you can use the word healing or you can use the word realignment with God. You can use the word teshuva, whatever word you want to use. But my serpent skin isn't a life sentence. My serpent skin is an opportunity to, you know, shed these layers and reveal the, the truth, which is underneath the layers, which is that I've always ever been one with Hashem. 
and I've only ever been whole and and good. Um, but going back to the to the chapter to the mercy. So what are we saying? We're saying that the this mercy that we can have on our soul is that I see I see reality clearly, which is the Gabura. I see that my neshama is in a state of exile within my body. And the Ava, the reason why it's mercy instead of judgment is because of the Ava, which says that, her, that I, I love it. I love my soul. I love my neshama. How could I watch it be in the state where it's not even able to share her song and share her voice and share her soul, you know? It's literally like a, a princess that's trapped in a in a terrorist dungeon. That's you could look at it like that. And it's far removed from the light of the king's countenance. If great as possible distance, this world is the most intense klipas. Um, literally, we often have klipas that literally say, I have nothing to do with Hashem. Like, how often have we said that? How often have we had a moment where we haven't necessarily even used these words, but our experience in that moment was Hashem isn't here. Hashem isn't here. And maybe that means that I am bad in this moment. Maybe that looks like, you know, I can't do it or whatever it is that this, that experience was for us. But the experience of Hashem is in here. That's that's the most intense kliva, you know what I mean? And we're saying that, um, essentially we're saying that, like how much mercy we can have on, on my soul that is inside of this, uh, that is living inside of that experience and not able to, to say, hi, actually... Hashem is here. Hi, I'm here. You know, it's like we have this princess that's singing her song trapped inside of us and we're just so busy, you know, saying everything that's opposite of the king's message, opposite of what the king actually thinks about us. And especially when this person feels and remembers all of the actions and words that were said since you came into being um, that we're not good, meaning that we're raw, that we're fragmented, that we're how many times have we said words either to other people or to ourselves that are not reflective of the truth of ourselves, that are not reflective of the fact that and that I'm one with Hashem and all of that. And the king and the king is so this is these are Pesukim basically explaining that the king is basically tied to my experience, specifically like Yaakov Chavanachlasei Uchumshal Hamayshel Bechevel, who said Hagalas Hashchina. So this is it's, the Alter is talking about the concept of like a rope that Hashem is basically me and Hashem are two sides of the same rope. So when I do something, Hashem is pulled there too. So we say Hashem is in Galus with us. What does that mean? That when I'm experiencing myself in Galus, the Hashem inside of me is experiencing itself in Galus too. And that's sad because the Hashem inside of me is so free. It's like taking a child that is the definition of freedom and life and light and all of that and pushing it into this box and saying, don't express yourself, just believe that you are, you know, not good enough and just believe that you are you know, limited in all these ways. And it, like, that's really sad. It's a sadness, you know. I love that. I'm saying like, that is the mystery of the galus of the Shekhinah. Like, this is what galus means. This is, by definition, galus. It's when you take something that is so, by definition, free, which is the experience of my soul revealing herself in my body. And then you 
cover her up with all of these other self-talks and images of self and and stories of self and 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 actions that we do and self-sabotaging behavior and toxic relationships that we get into and like all of this stuff that basically hide which is essentially gullus and what it does is it hides my soul's light and now suddenly i can't even feel the fact that my soul is inside of me and concerning this it says that let him return to hashem and have mercy upon him what does that mean? That the author was saying that through mercy, I return to God. Why? Because what is the mercy? The mercy, the rachamim, the teferis, is when I look at my soul and I see, when I look, when I look at myself and I see reality clearly, I see that I have a soul inside of me that is the most free thing in the whole world, that is literally divinity shining inside of me. And I say, because of my love for you, I cannot let you stay trapped. Because of my love for you, I cannot let my I cannot let myself live a life where my soul doesn't get to sing. I can't. I can't do that. And so and because of that, I return to Hashem. I I now enter into the state of Teshuva where I redeem myself and where I become this person that is aligned with with godliness. Um through arousing this great compassion for the Hashem that is dwelling inside of us. That Hashem is dwelling with us in the midst of our Tumah, in the midst of our ways and our general lifestyle of seeing ourselves as separate from Hashem. Hashem is even in that in those places. And the Rachamim is that I look at those places and I say, I I refuse to you know, my mercy on you is so real that I refuse to let you stay here. I, I'm going to redeem you. And we're going to see tomorrow, in tomorrow's Tanya, in Shabbos's Tanya, what that actually looked like when Yaakov saw Rachel and how Yaakov kissed Rachel. And what does that mean that Yaakov kissed Rachel? And we're going to see that it's a very powerful thing. Um, yeah, I can't explain it all in two seconds, so I'm just going to get into it tomorrow. But essentially, we're going to talk about what it means in real time for us to have mercy on my soul. What does that actually look like and what will that lead to? So, um, but I think that one of the main points from today's Sonia is we have something inside of us that is worth our mercy. What does that mean? That there is a reality inside of our, inside of ourselves that isn't just what we see. Like there is a soul inside of me that is Desi- that desires to to shine and if you've ever had an experience where you've felt this you may know what i'm talking about more or may know what the author was talking about more but it's that experience of real freedom when you where you experience yourself not just as the product of your limitations and self-limiting beliefs but suddenly you are this expansive beacon of light and like that that's a mashiach moment and what the author is saying here is that like every moment that you're not experiencing that there is something out of alignment there is something not right we are by definition people of freedom and people of love and people of light and if we're not experiencing that it means that our soul is in a state of captivity and that is something to have mercy about because like no that's not how things should be (laughs) you know um anyways okay